Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In a previous episode, I was talking directly to do-it-yourself homeowners about when you can do something yourself and when you should refer it out to a pool pro. Now I'm going to talk directly to the pool pro, and I'm going to pose this question of when should you refer out something to someone else if you can't tackle the job. And I'll go over some different scenarios and some misconceptions about referring work out to another company. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think I'll start with one of the big misconceptions in the industry, and that is if you refer work out, the customer is not going to respect you anymore as someone who knows what they're doing or has a knowledge of the pool care and that's just not true. They don't really they're not really concerned about really if you know how to do something, they're not gonna look any less on you as a as a pool service provider. They're gonna realize that you've reached your limit and you're gonna refer it out to someone else. It's not really a big deal. I'm in an industry where I do a lot of rental property rehabs and a lot of times I'll ask my contractor, Hey can you do this? and he'll say, I can't do that and he'll refer me to someone else or you may ask a plumber if you can do something, and they refer you to another plumber who does that work. I don't respect them any less in the in their abilities because I know there are limits to what you can do, and there are things that are beyond their ability, and some things beyond their time constraint or the fact that they don't have time to get to it, and they refer it out to someone else. So the customer is going to be looking at you in the same way. They're going to realize that, number one, you may be too busy to do the work. Number two, maybe outside your field of expertise, or number three, you've reached the end of your rope with your knowledge on this and you have to refer it to someone else. And they will probably not think any less of you as if I don't think any less of people that refer things out. It's not a big deal. It's something that happens. And I think it's all in your head sometimes that, hey, if I can't do this or I can't perform this, then the customer is going to think, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's just not the case. I'll give you a good example of when it's time to refer something out. Let's say that you have a heater that's showing an error code and you think it's just the... Um, temp sensor or something and you put that in and it's still showing another code or it doesn't work at that point are you going to put more parts in the heater or are you going to refer it out and I would say nine out of ten times I would tell you at this point if you change one or two parts in the heater one part is usually my maximum if I go past one part I know I'm getting into territory where I'm going to have to probably call someone in anyway so one part is pretty much as far as you want to go and if that doesn't cure the error, because you can Google it or you can look in the manual, and usually if you get like an E2 code or something, you'll it'll tell you what that means, and you can you can put that part in. If it doesn't work or correct the problem, then it's something deeper. And at that point, you want to call in a warranty heater specialist, someone that has all the parts on their truck that can actually swap out parts without charging the customer. And that's the key point. If you put a part in and you have to put another part in. It doesn't work. Then you start actually losing 
the customer's respect and knowing what you are doing. So you have the opposite effect if you try too hard. In other words, if you're trying too hard because you're afraid the customer is going to lose respect for you, but if you don't fix the problem, they're actually going to lose respect for you. So that's kind of like the catch-22 that you're in. Catch-22, if you haven't heard that term, it was actually a pretty famous book. It's actually a pretty good book. I believe it was by Joseph Heller, and it talks about the paradox of the catch-22. And basically, it's like, you know, if you need a loan to buy a house, you have to prove to the bank that you don't need the loan to qualify for the loan. And the same concept goes here. The book was actually based on the fighter pilots, uh, the bombers that had to fly more and more missions, and they tried to get out of the missions by saying they were insane. But, of course, the people that were in charge said that, of course, you're sane because you don't want to fly the mission because you're going to, you know, you're going to get shot down. And the same thing applies here. If you keep changing the parts in the heater to impress the customer, and at that point you, you fail at that, then you're thinking that they're not going to respect you by referring it out. When in fact, your failure makes it worse on you than if you were just to have referred it out instead of changing two or three parts. So if that makes sense, I hope that makes sense to you. There's a point where you're thinking too, overthinking it, and that causes you to have the problem. Versus if you just referred it out after changing the temp sensor, the customer would respect you saying, yeah, the company you referred me to fixed it right away. They put this and this part in and it works fine. That's what you're kind of achieving by referring it out and not trying to kill yourself mentally, physically, and in fact, emotionally worrying about the customer, if you're going to lose that customer, when you can just simply refer it out and save yourself all that headache. Same thing when you can't get a pool pump to prime. You've tried everything. You spend half an hour there. And by the way, there's a limit to how long you want to spend at a pool trying to troubleshoot a problem. And I think if you get past the 20-minute mark, You've exceeded the maximum time there to solve that problem. And you want to shut the system down, leave a note for the customer, or text him saying that, probably text him, no one leaves notes anymore, text him that you're going to have to come back and troubleshoot it or refer it out to somebody and get to the root of the problem. So you go check the normal things. You make sure that the water level is fine, that the skimmer weir gate isn't stuck in the closed position. Then you want to check the pump lid O-ring, look for any obvious water leaks around the pump, and at that point, if it's not priming, it's probably something a little deeper. It could be something at the return line. I just had a call with one of one of my members of my group that had a really old check valve at the return line. It's the kind that's um, it's not a Jandy check valve. I can't remember the name of the one, but everyone knows these are, these have a high failure rate, and I, he's not getting any return to the pool. So I told him it more than likely is that check valve, just cut it out and everything will be fine. And But of course, he's going to come back and do that because he's in the middle of his route. He's not going to be able to cut that out, replumb it while he has you know 10 more pools to do. So that's what I mean by when you reach your point of checking all the basic things, then you want to come back and troubleshoot it if you want to, or you can refer it out. And at the furthest point, you want to refer it out to a leak detecting company because it could be you know something like a skimmer cracked or something of that nature or something really bad with the valves, but you should have someone that you can refer these things to in your area that's more of a specialist than you are, especially when you need to find an air leak somewhere. There's a lot of people that specialize in this, have a lot of experience over the years of isolating it. You know, is it the Jandy valve O-ring? Is it something in the system? And they'll be able to get to the root of it and solve it a lot better than you would struggling to find it if you're inexperienced and not knowing 
where to start with with an air leak of this kind, and they'll be able to replumb the inlet and outlet of the of the pump if that's where the problem originated at. So try to build a network of people that can do repairs for you and troubleshoot things that are really time-consuming, like an air leak when a pump won't prime. could be something as simple as something stuck in the impeller. I've seen cracked impellers. I've seen stuff stuck in the impellers when you have to take it off and look at the, take the seal plate off. And there's stuff that's jammed in the impeller that's not obvious. So anything like this could be the cause of that. You don't have time to be taking the pump off and checking all this, usually because you have 10 or 15 more accounts backed up. If that's the case, you're not going to finish your day. In most cases, if you're you know at a pool for an hour trying to solve a problem. So 20 minutes is the maximum you really want to spend at a pool trying to get it working. And if you can't, you're going to come back or refer it out to a company that specializes in this kind of work. And so how do you find these particular companies? Well, there's different ways you can find them. I think the best way, if you don't know anyone in your area at all, you're new to the business, you can refer to Leslie's Pool Supply and they can send someone out there to look at it and fix it. They don't do pool service, so they're pretty safe. You can also go onto the manufacturing websites, Pentair Hayward and Jandy, and you can see who does the warranty work for these companies. And you look for a company in your area that does strictly repairs. I think that's the best way to do it. That way they'll be out there quicker and there's no danger of them, you know, kind of finagling your customers saying, you know, hey, I don't think your pool guy's doing a good job here. This is this needs to be corrected and this because they don't do weekly service. They don't really care how the pool looks. They just want to get paid, fix this, the thing that you call them for and get out of there and find a network like that of people that do strictly repairs. If you have to get someone who does weekly service, you know, you just be careful that that may happen. It's happened, you know, in my area. It may happen in yours. But usually these warranty techs are pretty good. And the reason why I, I tell you to call the people that are certified as warranty techs is because they have a lot, a lot of knowledge of different products. So even if they're a Hayward warranty tech, they'll be able to fix the Pentair or Jandy system, usually with no problem. So you want to find someone that you can rely on and refer work to them. Now, do you get a kickback? You can, or you just if you just want to give them the work and keep someone uh, in your back pocket that you can refer stuff to. And so maybe you would waive any kind of referral fee just to have someone that can go out there pretty quickly to do the work for you. And that's what I do. I don't ask I don't ask for a referral fee. They can charge the customer directly. Sometimes I'll charge the customer. And here's where it gets kind of into a gray area. I mean, do you have them build the customer directly? Sometimes yes. Sometimes the customers prefer if they pay you and you pay that person. I don't mind doing it either way. And sometimes it's better to have them charge the customer directly. That way, if there's any kind of warranty issue, customer can call them for like the pump install or the filter install. Sometimes the customer doesn't feel comfortable paying someone else they don't know. And so you'll they'll pay you and you'll pay them. One thing that you should do, and this is key to any kind of referral, is that once they finish the work and they invoice you, or even if they're going to invoice you later, I really like paying the people that do the work for me on the spot right away. And if you pay them right away, they're going to definitely come back and do the work for you, and they're going to schedule you a lot quicker, and they're going to know that you're reliable as far as paying them. So even if the customer hasn't paid me yet, and if it's like 400 bucks, I'll sell it over to them. So they have the money right away. And then that kind of gives them the impression that you're someone seriously to deal with because you pay them when they finish the project. And usually they'll text me saying, okay, all done, send me a picture of it, and then I'll send them the payment right away. And that's kind of how you want to do business with people that you refer work to. You don't want them texting you, you know, hey, I haven't got my payment. It's been like five days. 
They're not going to be too jazzed about doing work for you later if you don't pay them to do the work when they do the work for you at that time. So timely payment is important to build up that referral network and to keep them doing work for you. And so how do you explain this to the customer? I think just being honest is the key. For me, I'm just too busy to do a lot of installs right now and do a lot of that kind of work. So I just tell them that I have a certified repair technician that does all the installs for me when I need it. And I'll send them out there and I'll give them the name of the person, the time of the arrival. You may even want to describe the truck that they drive or the vehicle they drive because some people are a little paranoid out there nowadays. So letting them know all the information. And I think by you saying that you're too busy, you don't lose any respect. I mean, everyone knows everyone's busy nowadays. It's one of those things when you call a plumber or call anybody, they're not going to be able to get there on the spot because they're really busy. So if you're busy doing other things, they're fine with the referral. As long as the person is good and is going to get the job done, of course. And that's one way you can refer it out. The other way, in this scenario about the heater that I mentioned at the beginning, you can tell the customer, and being honest is really helpful, that I changed this part. I said it would correct the error. It didn't. At this point, I can change one or two more parts. However, if I refer you to my heater repair person, they actually have all the parts on the truck. They have more diagnostic tools than I have, and they're able to swap parts in and out, check things that I can't check, and this will probably save you money because if I install this part and this next part and it doesn't work, then you have to pay me for those parts. I can't take them back out. But this won't be a problem for the person I'm referring you to because they do heater warranty work all the time. And they'll be able to put parts in and check it. And if that part's not working, they can, of course, change it and get to another part. Basically, they'll be able to diagnose it better than I can. They have more parts available and they have more tools and probably more experience than I have. And so I've kind of reached my limit by changing the temp sensor for you. It didn't work. And at the next level, I would suggest you have my heater guy look at it. And 9 out of 10 times, they're not going to fight you on it saying, well, what if you try this one more time? They'll just be accepting of that. It's very logical and it makes a lot of sense. And it is the truth. You know, you can't be swapping out parts that they can because they have everything on their truck. And they also have more experience and more diagnostic abilities than you would have. Same thing goes with electrical issues. Once you reach a point where you've checked the voltage coming out, the voltage may be too low or there's no voltage getting there or there's something where you have to touch something at the breaker. Once you have to touch the breaker of the house, then that's an electrician's territory. And you can just tell the customer honestly, I've checked the electrical connections at the pump and the timer. And at this point, I can't go any further because then that goes into the electrical license electrician territory. And so I'm going to have to refer to an electrician to kind of troubleshoot why this is not getting power. And you're being honest, you can't really go past a certain point anyway. With electricity, I don't recommend you change out breakers on the customer's panel unless you have, you know, an electrical engineering degree or you're a certified electrician or licensed electrician, I should say. You're entering territory that's not pool-related, and referring it to an electrician is something that you want to do. Now, how do you find a good electrician? They're hard to find because they're really busy. But for me, my little trick is, you know, I do, again, with rental properties. If I'm out of the area, I don't know anyone in that area, I'll go to Google. And whoever's paying for the Google ads, the first person that usually is paying, they're paying a premium to be number one on the Google ads. So I'll call that person and I'll kind of give them the job because they're advertising and paying for it. So I know they're number one, they're hungry for business. And number two, 
they want a good review, so they're not going to take me for a ride. Now, I will call another electrician down the list or on Yelp. They get that kind of ballpark pricing. Most electricians will quote you over the phone, and you can kind of compare that rate with the person that you're going to have scheduled to do the work. And usually they line up pretty good. They're not going to take you for a ride again, like I mentioned, because they want business, they want advertising, and they want good reviews. So that's kind of how I find people if I don't know a service. Same with if you're looking for a plumber to do some work. Let's say you have to have a gas line replaced. You don't know any plumbers in the area. Look on Google and look for the ones that are advertising. Those seem to be the ones that want the business and want the reviews. And so I would go with that person and kind of make, you know, they're paying for the ads, so kind of make their day by making it a successful click and they're paying for it anyway. And I think that's one way to find people outside the field. You know, I mentioned pool repair people that you can find on the manufacturer's website. This is for like electricians and plumbers that are going to do gas lines and electrical work for you. You know, if you don't know anyone in the area, that's kind of how you start building connections using that method. It has been successful for me at least. So I think knowing your limits is important, knowing how much time you can spend doing something, and knowing your knowledge limit. You want you want to cross over into a field that you're not familiar with just to look good in the customer's eyes because that can backfire and you can look really bad if you can't solve the problem when you could have simply referred it out to somebody. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com on the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of the other podcasts I recorded. You can also, if you want to enhance your business, check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.